Yes, we're back. Uh, what can I say? I'm sorry. We took about a three-month hiatus, but the Blabberbrain show is back. I know I promised you more episodes and you're getting less, so please don't get angry with me. Uh, sometimes life just gets in the way. What can I say? But the Big M and I wanted to do another show because we've got a lot to talk about. A lot has happened over the last few months. And uh, so we have no special guest tonight. It's just the Big M and I having our conversations about a few important topics. So pull up a chair, get yourself something to drink, make yourself cozy, and get ready for a brand new Blabberbrain show. Let's do this. Blabberbrains. And yes, guess what? Blabberbrain show is back. <laughs> I know most of you missed us and... Uh, Holy cow. It just seems like like we took like a summer off. We actually did take the summer off. So, yeah, but uh, I, we, we apologize for our big, long break, but we are back and better than ever. I don't know about that, but anyways. So anyways, uh, Michael Cager here, the big M over there as usual. What is that sign language? I don't know. <laughs> is that what you do hey, over the summer? You, you you learn sign language? I'm oh like, no! I, actually, <laughs> I've been I've been working on a blabber brains theme. Oh okay. Oh, I thought we already had a theme song. But you, yeah, like, but I thought an original composition. I I had a few months to do it, so I've been. <laughs> I even have a guitar here. I've been working on it. Oh well, do you want to play it? Well, that's really not what I'm. I got to grab my instrument. Well, that's what she said. There it is. <laughs> oh, here we go. <laughs> you ready? Yeah, this is going to be Everybody here. This, this is going to be a hit. I know it. I know it. Blabberbrains. What do you think? Uh, there's a copyright uh, issue with that, with Mary Had a Little Oh, lamb. no. That, that, that doesn't exist anymore. It, that, well, that went away years ago. <laughs> It might be. What do you uh, think? Uh, well, I, I think with a little bit of work, I think it could be something huge. I think we, it, it could work. You, it was cutting out a little bit there, but I think we get the gist of it. Oh, really? Um, you yeah. sure you don't want me to do it again? <laughs> no, I think we got the idea. I think we're good. Um, <laughs> anyways, boy, uh, you know, I hate to, you know, we promised people that we're going to have more episodes and we're going to have great uh, guests. And we've had some really good guests this year. And, and we've had uh, technical issues with another guest, and and uh, you know I, I, that's the well that was the intentions. But you know, life sometimes uh, throws challenges at you, and and uh, life gets in the way, as I like to say sometimes, because you just you got to go with the flow. Sometimes you get. I, I I've been just so busy this summer. Um, I haven't had a chance to even try to throw something together. You and I. We're talking about, you know, let's just get back on and do something by ourselves and and do something unique and different, uh, which was what we kind of got planned today. And uh, so I'm sorry, everybody, we don't have a guest today, but we will have another guest very soon uh, lined up for you. We've got uh, I've got a, a few in the works, so we will have a, a guest on the very next episode of Blabberbrain Show. When that's going to be, I can't promise, but um but I'd like to think that we could try to squeeze at least a few more episodes in before the end of the year. I, you know, would have been nice if we, I look back, we, we haven't been on, on, uh, since June, you know, it's been like three months. That's what I figured is about we, three we, we literally took, uh, uh, the whole summer off. So, 
Um, so I apologize really. I mean, I, you know, I love doing these shows. Uh, I love doing the interviews that we, that we do, but you know, Hey, that's life. You know, we don't get paid to do this stuff. We're just doing it for fun. And if we were getting paid, we'd probably be on every week or every month or as much as you could stomach us. Um, <laughs> so anyways, uh, what any, probably what, every three months. <laughs> so besides uh, writing the theme song to blabber brains, what you've been up to this summer? Uh, I mean, not really a, a whole lot. I mean, it's been, it's been fairly slow, actually. I mean, outside of working on my screening in my porch and going to Erie a couple times and just hanging out, um, I really haven't been up to much. I mean, I've been working, writing music and stuff like that, but everything with that, even recording, I don't know what for sure is going on. And uh, so I just, uh, actually, it's been pretty outside of working. I mean, it's been fair. I, I really haven't been up to that much. This is probably one of the slowest summers in a while. And I mean, there's certain reasons for that, too, that I have no control over the environment around things. But I mean, it, it's it, it seemed like it went like that, too. I well, didn't do a whole lot. I mean, the few times that I did do some a few things and get out of town, it was, a, you know, I had a great time. But there was too many days in between those. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's just this, the usual, um, it was no different if it was the middle of the winter outside of, I smoked a lot of cigars. I mean, I went through <laughs> a hell of a lot of cigars, especially on my porch and, you know, and bought right. a TV and all that. But I mean, who cares about, who cares about that? Even my dog's over here putting his paws up like this to get me to shut up. <laughs> uh, Coop's a star. Yeah, he's over here and he's up on my my couch down here, my music room, half asleep. But he looked at me. I looked over. And he's like, "Well, yeah. now you can uh, check uh, doing another blabbering show off your bucket list." So um, now that we're we're, I don't know. It's still technically summer. I hate this when we uh, they say the unofficial end of summer after Labor Day, but you know it's it's still summer. We had a gorgeous day yesterday. Uh, you know, there's still warm weather here. It's still officially summer. The, I can just, great. you know, yeah, I know, it's but dry. you know, it's you, people dry. start putting the pumpkin in the beers and it's just, I know well, you like that. Stuff, but, uh, it's to make money. Cause there's people, there's people looking for it. I mean, I I'm not looking for it. You're but. liking that Sam Adams pumpkin beer, but I just oh, like, you know, that, I, yeah, but I like that with the cigar and I might, I might drink maybe yeah, keep the pumpkin out of the beer for crying out loud. That's my, that's it. it's actually, you know, I don't go in for many pumpkin beers, but I have to, I really do like the Sam Adams with the cigar. I think, especially if I'm smoking something bold, like we were doing yesterday, watching football right. and you know, a bold cigar, it just, it's not too overly spiced. You know I mean? Some of them it's, it's got that pure pumpkin spice that I can't stand. This was close to like a mild, pumpkin pie sort of and with a nice bold cigar it just it you could taste the flavors of both it just one just seems to complement the other and and that but uh yeah I, I i can't sit there by myself and or even out and sit there and just have dinner and drink them you know i'm just not a pumpkin fan to begin with so i don't want the pumpkin in the beer because i don't like i, I don't like pumpkin pie i don't like you know i'm just maybe i'm a goofball oh, i don't that's communism <laughs> it's un-American, I know, but I just, I'm not a fan of the pumpkin. So I like what it. Can I say? Yeah, I don't well, get in all the other crazy stuff. Pumpkin pie, I like a lot, but I don't drink pumpkin coffee. I tried to pump pumpkin spice Cheerios. I mean, I could, it was okay. 
and uh, there's just too many other things. I'm waiting for them to come out with pumpkin spice toilet paper, <laughs> uh, guitar strings. Right. <laughs> uh, they've just gone crazy. I mean, you know, it just reminds me of like whenever, you know, cranberry was getting into everything, you know, they, they were putting cranberries and everything, cranberry juice and cranberry sauce and cranberry peanut butter and cranberry cereal. And it's just like, it's almost like the guys like at the cranberry factory, like, like they 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 started cutting deals with everybody. Hey, you want to? I hey, we got some cranberries. You got some juice here. You want to go halvesies on some cranberry juice or whatever? We got some cranberry. You got some uh, jelly there. We go cran jelly. You know, let's go halvesies. It's like now the the pumpkin spice is doing the same thing. They're out there just trying to get in the mix with everything. And it's, and there's enough people that like it. That's <sighs> the thing. It's there's people that are all pumpkin fired spice up. coffee, pumpkin spice. Yeah, that I can't take. Know, but. The, uh, whatever. I, I'm, I'm surprised there's not a TV show called Pumpkin Spice. It's just out well, there. This time wasn't of year. there one of those ones? Wasn't that the name of one of those girls in that singing group? Not the Spice England? Girls? No. Yeah, so wasn't there a pumpkin? No, spice? it wasn't a pumpkin. <laughs> <laughs> there probably should have been. They probably would have been better. That, that blonde hair girl. I thought she was pump, pumpkin. Spice. I, well, I can't say. I don't know the names of all the girls. I don't know. I, I don't know either, but I just, that's what just scary jumped into spice, my Scary Spice, Sporty Spice, Sugar and Spice. Who knows? I don't know. <laughs> well, speaking of beer, I, I, I tell you, what, I got one thing to boast about. So let's, uh, let's, let's cue up the, this. Level boast. All right, so um, I do have one uh, thing to boast about today, and um, now this is probably more geographical issue than anything. Um, I, I'm a huge fan of, uh, of of amber ales. Uh, when we go to Florida, like it seems like all of the microbreweries down there, they all have their own amber ale, and boy, I mean, they're just one's one's great and then you go to the next bar and that one's better than the last one and they just have some great amber ales and i'm not sure if that's a, like i said geographical thing but you come up here to pittsburgh and like nobody has amber ales no no bars no uh microbreweries nothing it's just they're just non-existent so i came across uh, a fat tire and this is not a paid sponsorship everybody uh this fat tire amber ale. now fat tire is out of colorado so but um they have a, a decent presence here in Pittsburgh. Uh, everybody seems to kind of like their different uh, uh, beers, but um, boy, I tell you what, this, uh, this Amber Ale uh, fat tire, it's a uh, new Belgium fat tire. Um, it's a great Amber Ale and um, it's kind of expensive because <laughs> it's out of a microbrewery, but um, you know, that's just the, the, the bottom line is, you know, there's, there's no, I shouldn't say it. Dos Equis has an amber ale. It's okay. Um, I used to drink it a lot, but it's like, it, it doesn't have, uh, it's missing something. It's, it's really, it's really light when the amber ale should be a little bit on the heavier side, which is probably better for my gut. So I probably should drink a Dos Equis amber ale. But as far as, uh, you know, having like a national brand out there making an amber ale, there's, there's not a whole lot out there that uh, for us to choose from, at least that they sell here in Pittsburgh. So glad I came across this fat tire. And if you are like me and you like the darker beer, you like the Amber Ale, I would suggest going to your local beer distributor. Since this is in Colorado, they uh, probably sell it wherever you're at, I'm guessing. I mean, they're not going to just sell it here in Pittsburgh from Colorado, I'm guessing. <laughs> uh, and pick yourself up some uh, Amber Ale. How about you? Anything to boast about? No, I didn't even know we were going to do any boasting, but I would tell everybody 
don't listen to him on this uh, Sam Adams Jack of Duncan <laughs> L. It's very good. I would suggest to go and give it a shot. I mean, are you going to drink it every day? Probably not. Uh, women like it. I I bought it and took it over to my friend's house last Halloween. I bought a 12-pack. and You're just, you're just drinking it to pick up the chicks? Is that what it is? No, it's, it's my – I'm both – friends with her and her husband no right okay no i mean it's i i have to do more in that to lure a woman to be interested in me <laughs> i don't think a beer is gonna i don't think i have those capabilities yeah but. yeah well you know at our age any little small little hook you know what i mean and it could just be that pumpkin beer spice spice beer that does it you know but but it's but if but if you're looking for something like that the, the Sam Adams one, I think, is the best. They're not, they're not adding chocolate. Like some of them have chocolate and stuff added or they're super spicy. It's just the right amount. It's, it, it's sweet, but it's not overly sweet. And it's just a little bit of spice. And if you're a cigar smoker and you want to smoke something bold, you know, where, you know, like beer probably wouldn't cut it with it. It works right. very well because I what I was smoking yesterday, especially the first cigar. I mean, it just, it was fantastic the way it worked out better. It worked out well enough that I'm going to go buy a 12 pack of it at the end of this week. And I have a, uh, and I have a few I, over the weekend. With God this, bless with you. That's not my cup of tea. So good, good, good luck on you. And it's expensive. Just like what you're talking right. about. Well, what are you going to do? So, all right, let's just uh, kill the, uh, the segment here. Let's just end it. Level boost. All right. So uh, that was the, the boasting. Um, you know, we missed out on so much talking about stuff over the summer, but I tell you what, you know, most of it was political anyways, which we don't like to get into on this show. You know I mean? I, that, that's why I have my opinion brief. Shameless plug. Um, <laughs> so, you know, Afghanistan just pissed me off. We still got COVID to deal with. We got just, everything's a mess right now. And I don't even want to get into politics because this show is, a little more lighthearted, a little more fun. And if we go down that road, then we're both going to be upset and we'll get our dander up. Now, the, the good thing is, hey, I do want to talk about one thing. Uh, Mark and I, we've been uh, friends since, uh, what, 30, well, I think we were 21, years. like around yeah, we 30, 34 years, something like that. 88. Um, like, yeah. And we get into political discussions on our own, on the side, and you know, we have agreements on a lot of things and disagreements on a lot of things. And, but we're in such an, uh, an environment where nobody can talk to the other side. Nobody, if you have a disagreement, you're just never going to be friends. You can never get along. You're going to be enemies. This person's storming off that person's storming off. That person's calling you a liar. That person's calling you a liar. Both sides are brainwashed, whatever. Take it from the big M and myself. You can have differences of opinion. You can talk intelligently. You can talk calmly and peacefully. You can uh, re respect each other's differences of opinion and still remain friends. Um, I know that's rare these days. Um, and and really, I mean, when when you and I have a disagreement, we don't get in a big blown out fight. We just uh, and we've talked about this before. You and I have never had a really big blow out fight where we just don't talk to each other. It just has never happened in our, our lifetime yeah. that we've known each other. So, and I know that's rare, but I think people can take a cue from that and just say, you know, look, there used to be a point in time where we could accept each other's differences. Where, why can't we get back to that? What, what happened? I mean, I know what happened. Social media happened. 
yeah. Facebook and Twitter and, and all this other stuff happen. And if you watch The Social Dilemma, like I've been saying multiple times, people need to watch The Social Dilemma. You'll understand that it was intentional to drive this wedge between us. And uh, boy, it worked. It worked because this country is so divided. And um, again, that's why I don't want to talk about it because it, yeah. it's just, it's, a, it's depressing and it, it's a downer. The, the biggest problem that I see is everybody, it's not like when you're in an argument or a discussion with somebody, it's not like either one of you have a hotline to the White House or right. to the governor's right. office. I mean, really, you could sit here and fight and bicker about things, but there's not until there's something to vote on. There's really a whole lot. I mean, I'm you know I'm not going to go grab a gun and and start a scene somewhere or try to kidnap somebody or or try to overtake something or try to break into the airways <laughs> airwaves to get my message across or whatever the case is. I mean, there's only so much you can. There's certain times there's something you can do and you can vote or. There's a meetings, whether it's local politics and you get involved, that there's going to be a meeting on next Thursday night about something that's important to you. You know, you might be have an opportunity to, you know, uh, give your opinion. But people are fighting over stuff that they that there's nothing they could do about it at this very second. And that's the thing that always that always gets me or, or I don't even mind somebody disagreeing with me. But when people don't understand what capitalism means or socialism means or what well, a virus means versus a disease. <laughs> Most people don't or, even know what fascism means and they're throwing know, that word around left and right. You know, or, you know, or people fighting and thinking and comparing a virus to a disease or a disease to a virus or a medicate or, or taking the Holocaust and comparing it to AIDS or whatever, you know, <laughs> I mean, there's just stuff I look and I just scratch my head and I just think, God, there was there years ago, you never had such an opportunity to look stupid to a large group of people like you can today. And the sad thing is, is I could come up with something so ridiculous and there will be people who will, you're right, Mark, you you tell them you're, you know, and it's like, I'm not even right. Yeah, I mean, just making it up whatever. or if I'm making it up or the fact that I'm discussing something that's incorrect, you know, I mean, right. there's certain things that is opinion and there are certain things you can't, you can't change, you know, I mean, it's the definition is what it is and you can't compare it to something if people just don't know anything. They look and oh, this looks cool, and it's my objective. It agrees with my overall objective, and I'll put it out there. And I don't even, I mean, outside of my musician page, for the most part, I can't even flip through stuff. If I see anything that's political, I don't even care. I don't even want to know if it's, if I agree or disagree with it. I just don't, I, I'm just so, I'm so tired of it. I can't, I can't, I can't take it. And it's just, and it's the misinformation, I think, is when somebody just doesn't look at something or they're making statements about finance when it's obvious they know absolutely nothing about <laughs> finance or well, whatever they, it most is. Most people don't know anything about the topic that they're that they're putting out yeah, there. Yeah, I mean, but everybody's an everybody's an expert on everything, right? And that's the 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 disconcerting part is that and and everybody thinks they're right. Both sides think they're right about it. Both sides could be completely polar opposites in their in their discussions and in their points of view, but yet both sides are right. 
And, you know, again, you watch Social Dilemma, you begin to find out why that's why that that is. And it's a it's a shame. And, um, you know, social media, it was in my eyes, it was designed by the devil. <laughs> and uh, it's 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 the greatest sin of, of mankind on Earth right now, because it's just it's ruined relationships. It's ruined uh, people's lives. It's, uh, it's 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 ruining people's lives by spreading disinformation and misinformation and first people um, don't talk to me anymore over just getting vaccinated a family it's member ridiculous. It's over ridiculous. a family and somebody else's who's what you know a family member reminds with they got vaccinated because he's at very high health risk for having a heart attack or a stroke and they're mad and they're mad at, they're mad at me of just giving information. I mean, there's sometimes there's, you know, there's certain things you could set and balance things, but there are certain situations where somebody, regardless, if you were somebody who had a bunch of lung problems and you started smoking, you know, it's a bad, there's certain, there's certain things that even with it comes to a matter of opinion, when somebody's health, when just a little bit of something could take somebody's life out because of their age and their health conditions, you know, mm-hmm. and it's just like, you know, it's it it just it's just it's just crazy anymore. And you know, I am almost sometimes this pandemic. You know, and everything where everybody's a little more distant. Maybe they're not doing quite as much. They weren't. I actually kind of enjoyed it. I didn't have to. I didn't have as many people aggravating me. You know, <laughs> I, I mean, I, I used to be the person who would always want to be in the mix of everything, shaking hands with people. You know, meeting new people. Not. Not so much uh, nowadays. I'm not so much. Uh, you're, not, you're not the people person not, you thought you were. Well, I've been. It's just that <laughs> things have gotten so nauseating that, you know, oh, I'd rather you. just hang out with a, it's kind of boring as a single person, but, you know, I just prefer, I have a smaller, I know tons of people, but the people that I'm actually close to and I spend time with, it's like this. And sometimes right. that could be boring, but it's not aggravating. Right. Not right. nauseating. There's not arguments. I enjoy, I enjoy the, you know, I, I, I enjoy it more, but it's not, I'd like a little more of it, but you know, it's, I, I'm about ready to move. And luckily I have Cooper here. Yeah. <laughs> luckily I have this little dog that, that hangs, follows me everywhere and, ha- you know, with everything going on, especially when there was nothing going on and you're stuck at home and, you know, maybe I'd have a different feeling if it wasn't for, if it wasn't for him, cause he's pretty personable and, you know, he's got some personality and stuff oh, yeah. and I'll oh, take him over most, I make, I'll take him over most of the people I come across <laughs> anymore. I mean, not to say that there are people that I spend time with. I like right. a lot, right. including you, you know, so I enjoy that, but all the other stuff I, I don't know. I mean, I wish things could change. It it is tough. Um, Well, anyways, like you said, let's let's just not uh, let's put that behind. Yeah, let's go. We we could go down a rabbit hole. Uh, Let's just uh, one other thing I want to talk about before we take a break here is uh, you know this was uh, new NFL season kickoff. Boy, and we 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 were having a hard time keeping up with all the 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 quarterback shuffle. Boy, I've never seen a year where the where there were so many quarterbacks being shuffled around the league and. You know, teams having you know rookie quarterbacks, and and uh, you know if you if you're not paying attention in preseason, 
you know, you're, which you're, I don't, hard, and I'm a big well, football I, I, fan. And, and and yeah, I, I wasn't this year either because I wasn't uh, for the first time in twenty some years. I wasn't doing fantasy football this year. Um, so, you know, I just I I lost track of who's where and all this other stuff. And next thing you know, it's just like you know, you you got to have a have a like a little cheat sheet <laughs> trying to keep up with uh, who went where and who's playing with with whom. Um, it's and, uh, I mean, I was blown away by it on Sunday when I started looking. I had to look at it last night. And even today, I'm watching. And there's a game on. I have it on the corner on my on my phone here. I have a big screen here, but I didn't turn it on. I forgot. I don't have cable down here where I have it everywhere else. And I, I don't have it. I forgot to put an antenna on this. I have it on my porch. So I couldn't turn it on. And or I couldn't even stream. I don't even have the Roku set up to go to ESPN, but I'm watching this game. It's Baltimore at Oakland right now. And all of a sudden, Mariota's on a, doing a play in Oakland. You mean Las Vegas? Or Las, I'm sorry. See, I'm still in Las Vegas last year. Get I it, know. And time. I still screwed it up last year too. <laughs> but the Raiders, all of a sudden there's a play where Mariota's in the game and it, and he's is playing quarterback, and he's run, and he ran twenty yards. I didn't know he was there. I didn't know well, where there, he was. There, there are a few teams, from what I understand, that are going with a dual quarterback situation. I think much of a San Francisco is also doing that. I, I don't want to misspeak because I, I, I all I heard was that there are a couple teams that are experimenting with the with the two quarterback thing, almost like whenever they started doing the the, the shared running back uh, thing, and they, they you know they would have two featured running backs on certain teams and stuff like that, which that's, that's kind of, that fad has kind of died out a little bit. Um, they're, they're experimenting with, uh, with two starting quarter, two feature quarterbacks where I just, it's, it never works in college when they, every now and then you'll have a team Penn state did it a while back and it didn't do well, but they were using them as they just had to come out for a play. He's not the starter. Right. But it blew me away, and I and I was watching. I'm watching underneath where you know ESPN is running the scores. I I didn't know Ryan Fitzpatrick was even still playing in the NFL. He's the starting quarterback for the Redskins, and he got well, hurt. He got he got hurt again. <laughs> I didn't even know he was. I didn't even know he was a starter. Well, he was always anywhere. getting injured, and 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 in Washington, uh, anyways, they they're always their players are always I mean, getting injured, and I don't know what what the heck uh, it, it is with that, but um, it's uh. I got somebody printing something down here, so sorry for the interference, people. Um, got the printers right here <laughs> to the side of me, and someone's printing some stuff. But, um, anyways, uh, so yeah, I mean, the Steelers thankfully won. Boy, it was a, a boring first half. Uh, I was almost like falling asleep. It was just like there was nothing going on on either side. Nobody was doing anything. The Steelers' defense looked horrible at times, and. And uh, the offense just couldn't get anything going. And, but yet at the same time, Buffalo's offense really wasn't doing much of anything. So uh, second half was kind of a little bit uh, better, a little more action. And uh, thankfully the Steelers came up on top and um, boy, that uh, the other weird game was the afternoon game with, with, with Casey and, and uh, Cleveland because Cleveland, I mean, they, they had that game. They blew it. They had that, they had that game wrapped up, but you got to play all four quarters, right? It, it's it's the lesson that the Steelers didn't learn when they were, they 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 tied with Cleveland in the opener a few years ago, is you know Tomlin thought that he could run the clock out and is starting in the third quarter, and I'm like, what are you doing? You're playing like preventive defense on 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 
in the third quarter, like you're trying to protect the lead. You still got two more quarters of, of football to play, a whole other half, and you're you're trying to sit on your lead. It was ridiculous. He deserved to lose. Well, he didn't lose the game. They they basically lost the game, even though it was a tie. But you know, Cleveland is the same way. They just they they stop playing in the in the fourth quarter and they start giving uh, Kansas City everything. So well, they gave you know, them that. That was those two quick touchdowns. I left your place and I was listening to it on on satellite in my vehicle on the way home, and it's like all of a sudden there's fourteen. They scored fourteen points, and yeah, it was it was, it was uh, nuts, man. But so. more importantly to me, that Cleveland did not lose by more than five and a half. <laughs> so <laughs> I didn't care for them to win. But we're not. We're I not, just we're not didn't want to lose betting by on the Blabberbrain show. But uh, mm-hmm. you know. hey, Ditka's out there doing commercials for for uh, the Rivers Casino. Now. Yeah, I guess it's legal now. I Facebook? guess whatever. Yeah, I guess you can you can you can bet on sports wherever you are at now. I so mean, I he's sitting fine. down. He, I didn't. He, he got old. He's sitting there, and it's and he's and it's the whole thing. Well. If, you know, if Mike Ditka says it, it has to be true. You know, it got to, has to be honest. And I'd like to know how many diaper changes did they go through to film that commercial? <laughs> I mean, he's like sitting there all propped up like they have them, like they have them situated so he can't fall over anything. Right. I mean, it's, you know, I mean, that guy at one time, you think he could just jump through the television and strangle you. And now it's just, it's shame. It's, a, you know, it's just like everybody, everybody gets old. Right. We'll be not, we're, our, our generation is next. We're, it will be there in the blink of an eye, man. I can't yeah. believe we're in our fifties for crying out loud. Yeah, I don't like to throw yeah. that out there on social media, but hey, that is, is correct. It is what it is. It's not hard to f- figure out our, our ages and stuff like that. So anyways, um, we're going to take a short little break here. And when we get back, we're going to uh, talk about uh, another thing that uh, was celebrated this past weekend. It's not in a happy way, but um, but 9-11 um, I want to share uh, some stories. Maybe Mark's got some stories to share. And uh, we're going to do something a little bit different. We're going to review an album and not necessarily go through it and play it track by track and play stuff for you. But um, we're going to talk about it. And uh, hopefully it's something that you're going to dig uh, after we're done talking about it. So let's take a short break. We'll be right back. Labyrinths. Have you forgotten? Have you forgotten? Have you forgotten? And welcome back to Blabber Brain Show. If you missed the first segment, what can I say? You can just rewind it and go back and play it. So you there's no or may, no excuse. maybe yeah or maybe you want to skip through it i don't know <laughs> you, <laughs> you, never you, know. you deliberately skip through that just to get to this part here but in the background there you hear uh and you know have you forgotten by daryl worley so that's right worley that's a hard word to pronounce daryl worley anyways uh it's about 9-11 uh 9-11 we just uh, uh kind of commemorated it this past weekend i i you know i misspoke before saying celebrate or whatever but we we acknowledged it and I can't believe it's been 20 years um, because literally that day is so, you know, fresh in my, my brain. Um, and I, I, it probably wouldn't have been so impactful if I was just at work that day and I was just getting word about it and then saw it later. But um, I was off from work because we were supposed to take a, a, a trip with some friends 
uh, down to the Carolinas. Um, but my wife was, you know, about a few weeks away from giving birth to, to Hannah, our, our oldest daughter now, who's now 20. And oh, I'm sorry, she'll be 20 in November. But um, she just did not feel like driving that distance. She couldn't fly. And so we just decided to not go. And so I was home and I was watching the Today Show. And, um, you know, they cut in saying that a plane had hit the World Trade Center. And when they showed a picture of it, like in my mind, all I kept picturing is this was like the single engine plane uh, hitting the World Trade Center somehow. And, but I'm looking, it's like a clear day. I'm like, how the hell can that plane hit the World Trade Center a clear day? It's not like it was a foggy and he, he couldn't see. I'm like, maybe he lost control of it or something like that. I'm like, that's a pretty skinny building. I mean, I know it's, it's a big, huge building, but it's like you, you, you should be able to swerve and miss it, even if you lost control of your airplane or nothing like that. But why are you flying directly over the city? I don't know. I didn't know what the situation was. But then they showed the, the, this, this hole in the side of the building, and I'm like, that looks like a pretty damn big hole in the building for a little single engineer because they weren't saying anything. They didn't say it was like a 727 or anything like this that hit into the building. They just said an airplane hit the That's building. That's what I figured. It was some private plane that screwed up. Right. So, you know, and I just remember watching there and in, in, in awe as they're just sitting there talking about it. Then word was coming in that, yeah, it was a 727 that hit the and, – and even on today's show, they're like – they were still confused as to how this plane could hit the building because nobody was sitting there thinking it was intentional. Nobody at that time until the second plane hit. And when that second plane came in and I watched it hit in real time and hit that World Trade Center and just explode, I literally felt my jaw just drop down into my lap. And I was just like, what the hell's going on? And, um, you, know, you know, right then and there that, uh, that this is this is intentional. And um, and then they were talking to. Um, uh, Jim Miklaszewski, who was a reporter for NBC and was on the Today Show and stuff like that. He was reporting from the Pentagon for whatever reason. Uh, he was there. So he was just on the phone with them. They were talking about this and and stuff. And he said, he, he I guess they were, there was word coming over that there might be another hijacked plane or something like that, but they couldn't confirm it. And then next thing you know, there was this, you couldn't hear it on the air. At least I didn't hear it on the air. But he said he thinks a bomb just went off at the Pentagon. He heard a loud explosion. There's sirens going off or something like that. But that was actually the, the plane hitting the Pentagon while they were on air, like talking to him. And now I'm just really like, holy smokes. Is it what? what? And I'm, then a little later on, my sister's calling me up on the phone saying she just heard a plane went down just outside of Pittsburgh. And I'm like, no, you're hearing something. People are just going mass hysteria now. They're just going there. There's going to be rumors flying this, that, and the other thing. I'm like, she goes, no, it was on the news. I heard it on KDK radio and they were talking about this plane and went down outside of Pittsburgh. I'm like, they say nothing about it on the, on the TV, nothing. So I'm not sure what you're hearing, but it's probably not related to this, what's going on. Sure enough, it was the plane that went down in uh, Shanksville. Uh, Shanksville is just what, like an hour and a half outside of Pittsburgh here. It's not very far outside of Pittsburgh. And, um, it was crazy. Then I, you know, I've heard stories now of people talking about how um, in other states, like down in Alabama or something like that, someone was like, 
misheard something and they think that a, a bomb was going to go off at like a Sam's club or something like that. And I'm like, and it turned out to be false, but like people were just such on edge because of, you just didn't know what was going on or what, like what was next, what, what the plans were. Um, the other odd thing after that, and like I said, it was just a horrific day watching it all unfold. And I, I, I was glued to the TV and then even watching the towers come down um, remember, you know, Mayor Giuliani being on, uh, on, on the TV and talking about it. And, uh, even Trump back then was, uh, being, you know, commenting on it. And, um, but, and then the, 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 the first tower falling and I'm like, again, that's another shock. Then they kept saying that the second one is probably going to fall any moment now. And then it did. And, uh, the whole the one thing, if, if you get a chance to check it out, and I know that it's hard to search for it, um, but there was a there was a documentary that, that, that CBS did. Actually, they put it out. It's just called 9-11, but it was made by these two brothers who were doing a documentary on firefighters in New York, New York City. It just happened to be on 9-11. It's the, they're the ones who, who the only ones who captured footage of the first plane flying into the towers. Because they were out in the streets and they were filming something else. Uh, they were filming the firemen doing a drill or something like this. And they just heard this plane flying overhead and the, the camera just hurries up and pans up and they catch the plane flying into the building. But that whole entire uh, documentary is incredible because it follows this, this whole entire firehouse and even a rookie uh, fireman who was his first day on the job. <laughs> like 9-11 was his first day on the job. And, uh, and just capturing the, the events of that day, it's the most riveting footage that you'd ever want to see. Um, so I recommend uh, watching that if you, you know, want to get more into uh, understanding that, that day. If you were too young, maybe to remember those, those uh, events, or maybe you weren't born. Um, but I just remembered the days after 9-11, how odd it was looking up into the sky and never seeing an airplane flying overhead. And, um, you know, that lasted quite a while where we like every, all air traffic was grounded, rightly so. But it was just odd not to see airplanes traveling in the sky, which was just weird. And um, so anyways, um, that's kind of my recollection of 9-11. You got a, any good stories you want to sh share about? Well, I remember, I mean, when it happened, I was working uh, north north of Pittsburgh in a small sales office. And um, and the thing was that probably like a couple weeks before that, um, Ames was closing. I think it was Ames. And I ended up buying this to keep it work. I wanted to get a little radio, but it had this little black and white, tell, you know, back 20 years ago, a little black and white TV and a radio was kind of cool to have, you know, to have <laughs> it's it also work. expensive back yeah. then too. Well, I think it was, it wasn't really that bad. I think I paid one. So maybe it was like $40. I'm like, yeah, oh, I'll really? keep it at the office. And sometimes there's nobody in the office during lunch or something. I'll turn on it. I could get some stations. And I remember I went into work and maybe about five minutes later, one of the people I work with, it was only three of us who worked at this office and um, got a, his wife called and said that, you know, something hit the towers. And so we go on to my, you know, I could get ABC. I think it was ABC at that time. I was able to bring it up. So we're watching at my desk. 
the three of us with this little black and four inch black and white television. And it, you know, just thinking it figured it was just some small little, little, you know, passenger plane or something right. screwed up. Right. And then we see the one hit it. And even then, I'll be honest with you, looking at it, a small screen, it just took a little while to register that this was actually a commercial, commercial plane. Right. It did. I mean, it's just because you just explain like, well, what's what's this now? The second plane hits, and then it you know it didn't take too long afterwards to figure out, I don't know, something crazy, something crazy is going on. And um, I remember I was uh, Joel when I, I was playing in a band at that time with Joel, the space player, and he was called me up, and he didn't even have his TV on yet. And he was calling me in the morning where we were supposed to practice at that evening and he wanted to know if we could start later. And we were going to talk for a few minutes. So I told him what's going on. He's like, you know, he's talking and he, he actually made a, you know, he says, you know, I was upstairs and he lives in Beachview. He's got this house that sort of sits and gives you a little bit of view towards the city. And he's like, this is crazy that I just saw this plane go by. It seemed like incredibly, it was just something didn't seem right, right. the way that it looked. And then it wasn't a little later on, you know, obviously, you know, mm. everything had happened mm. in Shanksville. So he actually saw Flight 93 yeah. fly overhead. Yeah, oh. and there's a lot of people who in the city were, or lived near the city that, that saw that, that there was a plane was low, you know, and I mean, because he used to be able to see, he'd go up there and he had a computer up there and a couple base amps, that's where he'd practice. So he'd sit there and look and you'd see planes occasionally going through because he had a decent view in one one of the windows right and i mean because he brought up and we didn't even hear anything he didn't even he's just turning on the television and and everything and that's what he told me that he saw and that's when it ended up ended up happening and yeah i mean i was in it and we just watched watched my little tv the whole day i mean we really didn't do much work and you know at that time i was just basically at a job pestering business people about their ERP system. And I didn't even do any of that. There's just right. no way you have to let the rest of the week go. How are you going to call somebody up, you know, out of the blue yeah. on that? And it was just, I just remember, you know, who I was dating at the time telling me that, yeah, her, you know, her brother-in-law worked at, uh, I forget what, I don't know if it was PNC or it was Mellon Bank and they were sending everybody home. Everybody was fleeing the city. Oh yeah, they were sending. Yeah, they were they they were sending everybody home, and it was just it was just a crazy, just a terrible, empty feeling that was was hard to explain. It just really was, and I was telling you a little bit about it uh, yesterday. You know, of course, that weekend the NFL there was no foot there was no football games, and so the following week. You know, I had at that time season tickets for a while, and me and a friend of mine, uh, we went, we ended up going down to the game. And it was the next game was a happened to be a home game for the Steelers. And the security, it was just, there was just, there was military and police everywhere. Right. You know, and it did everybody come early, they're patting everybody down. It was real, and everybody, you're all feeling odd and on end. Then you just, it was like you're just looking around and watching everything that goes goes on. You're just trying to, you know, at that time, what was it, the, the powdery substance? What was that? I can't remember. We're going in the envelopes to some of the politicians. Yeah. They're putting um, them on Cipro, that extremely 
terribly strong antibiotic that messes with your system. The, right. I can't remember what I can't remember what that powder was. And some of them were yeah, some yeah. were fake, and some of them were actually real. real where just right. a small amount the inhale could you know kill you. And so you're just watching everything around you. And I remember we went and got something to drink, and we went to our seats and. They did the Star Spangled Banner, and it was a. I mean, it's usually a. They they make a pretty big deal about it for most of the time, most of the time for the football games, but they really made a big deal out of it. Then, and when it's they're going into rockets for a glare and everything, and people were just cheering. They had fireworks going off, and and it was hard not to start tearing up. And there were people tearing up. It was just, it was just an incredible feeling, and. It was probably a, it was minutes until after it was, the Star Spangled Banner was done that the plotting and cheering finally, you know, died down Went enough down, that right, they could yeah. continue on and and get ready to start and start the game off. But you know, everybody was you know just friends and happy to see you know your season tickets are on the same people, and it was just it was it it was an incredible feeling of sadness and then just sort of being proud too that you're, you're from this country. And it's a shame that it, time went on and everything gradually went back down and everybody started. Hey, I actually I didn't, you know, people think that we were pretty unified as a country back then, but it, 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 it didn't take long for us to slip back out of that. Unfortunately. No, uh, I mean, of course, so. but 20 uh, years you know, ago for, you- for a while there. Yeah. I mean, it was, it was nice to have, you know, Americans come together. Yeah, so politicians, everybody was. And of course, you know, twenty years ago, we didn't have the smartphones and right and stuff. I mean, I remember having social media. Yeah, I mean, I had the StarTac flip phone, and I think I was using what was it? I one is my i one dot com is my uh, to surf the internet. Right. Because <laughs> they gave money out every day. Right. They logged in. I mean, it was just, you know, 20 years ago, the technology is so much different than than it is today. I mean, most people didn't have cell phones. I just realized I got the, my uh, Statue of Liberty New York uh, shirt on. So, um, but, yeah, and, I mean. You know, you like, put the red, white, and blue on there. And I'm proud to be an American. There you go. But because uh, I had to go on a plane a couple weeks later to go to Florida, and we had we had a we had an Islamic family in front of us. And it's a shame. I mean, they're just regular people, but right. they were dressed in their traditional clothing, and we were all you know who I was with to go down and visit a family member in Florida just been out of shape. I had jury duty, right? It wasn't, it was once, once they started things back up again, I remember going down to to jury duty and it was just the security was just incredible. And if you went on a plane, even when I came back from Florida, I had the next day get on a plane for work and I had to go to Georgia. And when, especially at that time, if you're just a single person getting on a plane, they're taking you off to the side or they're checking. I mean, it was a, it was a very thorough detailed search of you. Right. And I know some people got upset at the time 
about, especially, you know, maybe Islamic people that they were being singled out. And I was in a, I was taking, I was earning a bachelor degree sometime later when that was still going on. I started taking class. It wasn't too long after, you know, words I started taking classes for a bachelor degree and I had a terrorism class and it was got, and the, the instructor was from Pakistan and he wrote a book on terrorism and he had some photos with, with uh, George W. Bush and things like that. Mm. And that, that subject came up about, about that, how, you know, you're sort of profiling people to, to search them. And as I told him in front of class, I'm like, look, I had to fly a few times and they were, turn your phone on, on and off. Check this. My arms are up like this. The way I looked at it was if they were, if, if people were terrorizing this country and they all, and all of them were short Polish guys, <laughs> I don't right. mind. Go look right. at me. I don't, right. I don't care because I expect that that's the case. But when he would tell me that, you know, from going to college, and he jumped through a, quite a few hoops to become Ameri- an American citizen here. And the stories he would tell me that it's like what you saw here. I mean, I, I dealt with that my whole life. Even right. going to college, how many times the college had to be closed because of bombing and situations like where people were being, you know, where citizens are being killed and bombs are going off. And it's just I can't imagine. I mean. What we what we saw was horrific. There's people out there. I don't think people sometimes realize when they're arguing that it, there's not too many better places to be in this world than here in the United States. Yeah, I mean, I mean it's it's all in people's in, in your perspective, and 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 it, and it is. It's still you know where where else do we are we supposed to have the freedom that we're supposed to have? Which you know is I don't know. I don't, which I don't want to get in that, that topic either, but um, you know, it's still like, if we were to lose that here, there's nowhere else to go. I mean, Ronald Reagan talked about that. You know, this is, you know, we are the shining beacon on a hill. This is the the last bastion of, of, of freedom uh, on, on earth because, you know, no other country has the freedoms and the fortitudes that we have here in the United States. They just don't. So Anyways, um, so thanks for sharing that story. Uh, like I said, it was, uh, it's just weird. It's been 20 years. It doesn't seem like that long, but at the same time, it feels like a lifetime ago um, in other aspects. So yeah, um, so then to, uh, now that we had our, our heavy, serious segment, <laughs> let's uh, get a little more lighthearted. We're, we wanted to, Mark and I talked about doing something a little bit different. Um, and, um, we wanted to do a sort of an album review. We're not going to like play all the tracks and go through a track by track, but we do at least wanted to talk about it. And, um, I suggested, uh, an album that just somewhat fairly new that, that came out. Um, so I'm gonna play a little, uh, video clip it, uh, snippet here and, um, uh, of the first single from the album. And then we'll talk about who it is and a little bit of, of the album. So check this out.
All right, so that was Wolfgang Van Halen, otherwise known as Mammoth WVH, is what he's going under uh, the moniker that he's recording under right now, which is kind of different. But uh, why why not just WVH or Wolfgang or something, whatever? Uh, Mammoth WVH, and you have to have the whole thing. It's not just Mammoth. It's Mammoth WVH. So anyways, but that was Don't Back Down. Uh, really cool tune. Um, fun video, too. If you want to watch the whole entire thing, you got to go check it out uh, on YouTube, um, where you know, obviously he plays every instrument on the whole entire album. He wrote the whole entire uh, album. Uh, showcasing the dude is extremely talented. Uh, you know, playing all the bass, the drums, the keyboards, the, dr- the vocals, the, the lead guitar, everything. I mean, he plays everything and did everything. This was it's really 100% him. It, it is. Now, to me, the album itself, and I'm not sure if you picked up on this at all, Mark, but it has a real Stone Temple Pilots vibe. It's it's very um, uh, reminiscent of STP, in my opinion. Yeah, you know, there's I I it definitely. Now I don't listen to this too much of this type of music anymore. So I'm not playing it, but anymore. But um, yeah, I mean, it definitely has a modern feel. The first thing that came to my mind before I ever even listened to it, I'm looking at the tracks. I see there's 14 songs, seeing the timing of the songs. And when his, the early albums that his dad put out, you didn't get a lot of music on a Van Halen album. It was like, a, <laughs> you could, you might say, oh, it's playing a little bit. You know, I'm going to grab a sandwich and something to drink. I'll come back here and listen to the rest of it. You come back and it's over. I mean, it was like, I mean, 10 most, songs are the three minutes each. Yeah. I mean, it was in some, and I mean, it, a lot of the Van Halen albums are like 30, 32 minutes all the way through. And you have on this album, you know, he's given you a lot of music. I mean, it's four, nobody's putting out 14 songs on a, no. on a day, de, on a debut album on no. top of it. And they're, and they're not, it's not like it, they're Ramones songs where they're a minute and a half to two minutes. I, I think mean, the whole album is like an hour long, which is like double what the, the old Van Halen albums used to be. Yeah, it's Van Halen <laughs> 1 and 2 combined. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, the only song that gave me the more, one song that got me to think like of one of the, um, one of the, if you want to call them, I guess they are kind of grunge bands, but I, I consider them modern rock. I always thought like on the one track, I think it was track nine, it's called The Big Picture. I could see if he would have had, with the way the vocals are and the lines and everything is, I could see Jerry Cantrell, who from Alice in Chains, doing the background, putting some heavy backgrounds on there, and it has that leveled feel to it. But right. there's a, but it is, it is real. I thought it was really, it's really good. And if you're somebody who likes, say, like the Foo Fighters music, where there's no slowdown. You put it on and everything is, Yep. it just keeps popping. And this is definitely, uh, if you, if you're somebody who works out at the gym or you like to go for a run, I would say, and you're going to do our workout, especially running, you put this on and it just has a, it's not a pace that you're going to injure yourself at. It's not like it's <laughs> speed metal or anything, but it's at a quick pace and it doesn't let up, but it's catchy and it's not, where you start getting exhausted from it. I, I could, I, I think it would be a great, and I'm going to have to, when I go out for a run tomorrow, I'm going to, I'm going to give it another play. Yeah. The snippet the that we played uh, coming into this uh, don't back down. I mean, that's, that's, 
if you like that song, then you're going to love the album. If you're like, eh, I don't know about that, then you probably won't like the album. But uh, there's um, the, only a few songs that I was kind of like lukewarm on. And, and I was, uh, the weird thing is the, the one one I was just kind of like eh on was Mr. Ed, which this, this song about his dad. And it was okay. It was not a bad song, but I was just like lukewarm on it. Um, yeah, I, you know what? I was thinking that too, but you know what got, it was interesting about the song. Now, amazingly, he, he doesn't play anything like his father. No. And, and he the, said that, he said that going into this, he goes, it, you're, he, he told people up front, this is, you, this is not going to be what you think it's going to be. This is not me trying to be Van Halen or be me being my dad. But, his guitar, but his guitar work is, doesn't it it sounds completely different like you would think all those years being around his dad it'd have that sort of feel which right. would would be dated for what he's doing i mean yeah. honestly speaking yeah. but with mr ed what's interesting is it's the only part of the album that he does a little two-handed hand tapping right. well that's a, it's that's an homage so, right yeah right. but but it still doesn't sound like his dad Mm -hmm. It sounds like because I don't do two tap, two hand tap. It sounds like me when I would do two tap, and I mean it's all in, and it's and it fits the song well. On top of the solo, right. it doesn't sound like it was thrown in there, and it doesn't match anything. But it doesn't have. I like the fact that he doesn't. I mean, I know he's not trying to sound like his dad, but I don't think that. I mean, he's got his dad's talent, but he doesn't have that. He doesn't sound like a miniature. Eddie Van Halen, and I could just tell it's not because it in his guitar playing, especially on solos, it doesn't sound like he's trying to stray away from sounding like his dad. I think that's just how he naturally plays, which is which is which I think is cool. You know, I think it's really yeah. cool that his dad didn't <clears throat> like some people's fathers. You know, they want you to be them, and right. it seems like he let him do. Oh, he uh, sort I mean, of grow and do his he own thing. It. He encouraged it. Yeah, it's uh, cool. to let him do his own thing. And uh, same with Alex, you know, uh, as his uncle did the same thing. But uh, some other standout tracks uh, for me were uh, a track called uh, Horribly Right. Uh, again, just solid uh, kind of STP sounding song. Um, Resolve, another really good solid track and i you know i mean we did, i just don't want to sit here and play all the tracks for you people and, and and stuff i just go out there and listen to it uh maybe take notes of these things but i think the best song on the album is think it over and yeah why isn't that the single i don't know i mean composition wise and uh melody and you know lyrically and everything i i, I thought think it over was the the best track on the whole entire album and um so, you know, it, again, it's not going to be everybody's cup of tea. And if you're expecting Van Halen Jr. or whatever, that's not what this is. And again, I'm, I'm not trying to paint it in the corner to say this is, it sounds just like STP. I'm like, it, that's like the style, you know. Yeah, the, his the singing is definitely not, not, not him. No, yeah. no, no. I'm just talking about like the, the music. It has that vibe. It has that F STP vibe where it's just like that get up and go yeah. and just da -da 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 -da, you know, that driving uh, beat and force and stuff like that. And it's quality stuff. I mean, the whole entire album from beginning to end is it's it's quality. And I think it'll surprise a lot of people if you're if you're not giving it a chance just because you say, ah, oh, it's Wolfgang Van Halen or whatever. He's not. He just took Michael Anthony's place and I don't like him because of that, whatever. 
get over it already. All right, just whatever. If you love, yeah, if you love that. good good rock music, just give it a shot. Give it a listen to. You know, you're not going to hurt anything by by doing that. Yeah, so. I think even some of the people who are in the more the tr- traditional stuff from even the mid and late '80s, I think it's still like this. I think there's there's enough of meat on it to appeal to to those people too who have right. changed just slightly with the times and people who are now, you know, to them, that's what's going on. That's what's going on today. I think it's a, I think, I think overall, I think it's really good. It's, it sounds really tight. The recording quality of it is, is fan is fantastic. And I think if you're somebody who wants to get yourself moving in the morning or go for a run or a bike, I think it's a, it's that type of album. It's just at the right pace to keep you moving, keep you interested in going on. But it's not too fast, not too slow. It's it's just it it's steady, but it's tastefully steady. It doesn't sound like every song. Some people will put out an album like that where everything is like this, and it sounds like ten or twelve of the same song. Right. And it definitely does not have that have that feel to it. I, I think it's very impressive. At anybody, whether they're younger, older, related to somebody famous or not, I think for somebody to come out and be able to put together 14 songs like that, especially doing all the instruments, and yeah, the doing everything himself, it was crazy. I mean, so. I mean that that there's not a lot of people out there that have no. I mean, you know, I mean, David Grohl, I think, did the the whole uh, first Foo Fighters album himself. Uh, Nuno Bettencourt did uh, his whole solo album himself. Played all the instruments, did all the writing and stuff like that. So, this is very rare. It's very rare, and and it's like you know the people we're just talking about are some of the you know the I don't know I don't want to call the greatest people in rock, but uh, they're pretty solid people in, in, in rock music. So uh Mammoth WVH, good on you. You get two thumbs up from the Blabber Brain show. Absolutely. I think we both uh, enjoyed the album. So hopefully you will too. And uh I think that's gonna wrap it up for this uh comeback episode. Don't call it a comeback. <laughs> Anyways I forgot my leather jumpsuit. <laughs> I get it for the next one. So uh, hopefully it won't be three months till we do another episode and uh, we'll, we will have a, a special guest next time. But we thought that this was, uh, we had enough to talk about from taking three months off that we didn't really need to have a special guest on today. Otherwise it'd been a really long episode. So yeah. anyways, we hope you enjoyed it and uh, we promise we'll be back soon. And as always, we appreciate you watching our show. And if you, you know, can always go to our website on Facebook, wherever you can watch the, the backlogs of all of our uh, previous episodes. Um, you know, we really need to get our viewerships up on, on YouTube also. So if you want to go, uh, if you're not watching this on YouTube, go over to YouTube um, slash Blabberbrains and you can subscribe to us and make sure you hit that little bell uh, to get notifications every time there's a new episode. So anyway, for uh, the Big M, I'm Michael Cadry, and we will see you next time. See you guys later. Black